The following shear has been presented by Rav Chaim Meyer Roth, Dine at Beis Din Meisharim Lakewood, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Perik Shnayim Oichzin has been graciously dedicated by Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak Friedman Esquire and family, Le'ilui Nishmas, his mother, Hena Malka Oleh HaShalom, Bas Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak Halevi Zatzal, Hashem Yenkoim Domov. May the Torah study be an everlasting schus for her neshama. Today's shir will be on Dav Gimel in Baba Metzia. There was a fellow who was looking to purchase a home, and after putting in much effort, he finally found a home to his liking that was up for sale. He approached the seller, who was an interesting fellow, and he expressed his interest to buy. The seller said, it would be my pleasure to sell it to you. Except that his terms were a bit difficult. He wanted $300,000, which was a very good price, but he wanted $50,000 deposit in cash. And to make, to make matters worse, he didn't want the $50,000 deposit to be recorded in the contract. He was willing to put $10,000 in the contract, but the other 40 were to remain anonymous. And being that he desperately liked this home, and realizing that his lawyer would be the witness to this transfer, he was willing to accept these queer and difficult terms. And so a contract was signed with a $10,000 deposit recorded with another $40,000 passed over. And everything was fine until they had a disagreement. They had a disagreement and the contract never came to its conclusion and they both mutually agreed to terminate the contract, and not to actually close on this sale. And now started the problem. The seller said, and adamantly so, that he had returned the whole entire deposit at some point. While the buyer said, I never got the deposit back. And proof to that is since I'm holding on to the contract, it's still in my possession. Obviously, I did not get the money back. Would I have got the money back? You definitely would have asked for the contract back. And therefore, that is valid proof that you did not repay me. Well, the seller said he didn't bother taking back the contract. He just returned the money. And now the question is, who do we believe? Is there any responsibility for the seller to prove that he returned the money? We will begin with the famous rule that is brought in the Gemara many times. Someone who is a moide b'miktsas is chayv b'shvur. Which means, if somebody approaches his friend and he says, I lent you a hundred thousand dollars. 
Friend says, I agree. I lent money from you. I borrowed money from you. But it was only $50,000, not $100,000. The rule is that this person who denying the $50,000 additional loan is responsible to make an oath, a shvua, and swear that his claim is correct, that he only owes $50,000. While if he would deny the loan totally, and would say, I didn't borrow any money, the rule would be, he does not have to make a shvua menatoira. The Torah would not hold him responsible for making a shvua, only midrabona. The reason for this difference is, is because the Torah understands the psychology of people. Very few people have the audacity to outright deny something totally. But to deny partially just to stall the other person with, in back of their mind, they plan on paying the other person back at some future time, that is within a human psyche, he can do that. Therefore, Torah understood that if the person is a moida he agrees to part of it, there's reason to believe that he might owe the whole entire amount. And therefore, they put on him a shvur, they made him swear that his claim is correct. Whereas someone who totally denies the whole entire thing, we say, obviously, he is not responsible because few people have the audacity to actually totally deny the story. And now, the Gemara over here on Dav Gimel adds an additional halacha to the halacha of Moed Vemiktis. The Gemara tells us that not only if the person admits to have is the halacha that we consider him he has to swear on the other half. Even without a hoidah, we can have a situation where he has to swear. And that is where two witnesses will come and say that we are witness to half this person's claim, even though he has no witness to prove the other half of his claim, since he has witnesses to prove half his claim, that makes the other person responsible to swear that the other half of the claim is not correct. Because the Gemara says, two witnesses cannot be weaker than a hoidah, than an admit, someone who admits that he owes half. If you admit that you owe half, you have to swear. So then if we bring two witnesses that you owe half, you have to swear, it's a kalvachayim. And so, question now is, what happens if we have a shtar? We have a document that claims that you owe half the money. Do we then also say, the rule is, if we would have two Adam, two witnesses, that claim you owe half, and therefore you would have to make a shvur 
and swear in a Torah that you don't owe the rest of the money? Or is a document different? And with that, we will bring the Ramah in Choshe Mishpet Simen Ayin Hei. The Ramah says that if for Yesh Oimrim, that if a person brings a document in which two witnesses are signed, that the person owes him half the money, the halach is, you do not have to make a shvur. The other person is not obligated to swear. Now the question is, why should two adam in a document be any different than two adam who come in person? So the Sma explains that the reason is this. There's a rule in the din of Shavuos Moedah B'Miktsis. When do we have to make a Shavuos of Moedah B'Miktsis? That's only if the person says like this, I owe you half the money, which I'll pay you. But the other half of the money, I don't owe you at all. But what happens if the other person says, you know, I owe you half the money and here it is. Not I'm going to pay it at some later date, but right now, here, I'm ready to pay it. Then the halacha is that there's no halacha of shvua of moedavimix. And the reason is that's not called a moedavimix. Because he's really denying the whole entire loan. Because the first half that he's admitting to is ending right now. He's paying it. So we look at it as if he's denying the whole entire loan. This rule the Gemara calls Helach, as you will see later in the Masechta. And therefore, there's no Shvur of Moedah B'Mechtis. Says the Sma. Every time we have a loan that's recorded in a document, every time we have a certain amount of money that's owed to somebody else that's recorded in a document, with two Adams signed on it, it's as if it was Helach. As if we already paid half. The reason for it being. Because when two people give testimony in a document, then the halacha is that all the person's property, the one who owes the money, all his property is now responsible and has a lien on it to pay all the amount that's recorded in this document. And therefore, since there's a lien already on his property, wherever it may be, it's considered as if the one who owes the money paid it already. Because the, doc- the property that he owns all over has a lien on it. Which means that it's and we see it as if it's already in the possession of the one we owe the money to. And therefore, it's as if he would say, here, here's all the money and the rest. He only is denying the rest, which would be a koi for a koi. But if two Adam come, not in a document, two witnesses, then the halacha would be that there is no lien. Because a lien is only when it's recorded in a document 
But if there's just two people saying that a story happened, we don't have a lien on all his properties. And therefore, it's not as if he would have already collected the other half. So seemingly, when we have a document and two witnesses are in it, the halacha is different than if two witnesses were to come on their own. So if we return to our story, it would seem, since we have a document that's in the possession of the buyer that says that the person owes him $10,000, which is part of the 50000 then the buyer, the seller, would have a responsibility to swear on the rest, because that would be a moidabamiktsis. Even though he's not agreeing that he paid half, but we said if you have witnesses on half, the halacha would be that you have as if he would admit. And since we have proof on this part with this document, so he would be chayiv to make a shvur. But, as we just said, when we have a shtar, when we have a document, the halacha changes. Since, when we have a document, is as if there would be a lien on the other person's property, and that would be considered as if he already had paid. And then there would not be a chayiv shvur of halacha. Because it would be considered like a halach. But in our situation, it's a drop different. Because here, there are no witnesses recorded. It's only this person's own signature. And the halacha is that only a document with two witnesses is as if records a lien on everybody else's, on all his property. But if he just has his own signature, then we don't consider that as if there would be a lien on somebody else's property. Therefore, in a case where there's only a signature that would not be considered like Halach, that would not be considered as if he had paid up the other part, because there is no lien recorded, and now the Allah would return that there is a Chiv Shavua of Moedah because since we have proof on part of it that it wasn't paid, that's as if he would have been married to Mikzas, and now he has to make swear that he didn't that he returned the rest of the money. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for halacha consultation, service, educational seminars, or media, please call one eight 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 four eight five Vaad. That's one eight eight eight. 485-8223 To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the